it's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last week we discussed the infamous Squilliam Fancy Son and looked at three episodes featuring him from pretty much every era of Spongebob. We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking whose life you would want to live more, Squilliam's or Squidward's. Squidward ended up actually winning with 51% of the vote and 49% of the vote went to Squilliam. Uh, this reminded me a bit of our Nick Madness polls and how super ridiculously close those got. Obviously a little bit lower stakes, but still. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily refreshing my Twitter feed every five seconds like we were with Nick Madness, but uh, it was a nail-biter, and with 51 votes, the last voter ultimately decided it. So uh, this was a fascinating one, and I would have to agree. I myself voted for Twi Squidward. I think I would rather be... You know, they're both... I wouldn't really want to be either of them, but if well, I had yes. to pick, Squilliam's <laughs> life seems pretty frivolous and empty in my my book. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Squidward has sort of these moments where things are going okay, and he has aspirations and things, you know. He's, he's trying his best. I don't know. <laughs> At least he does have, you know, Spongebob and them really... Spongebob really cares about him. If that's, you know, for better or for worse, but so it goes. Yeah, that's uh, true. That all being said, this week we will be discussing the Hey Arnold movie, which was originally um, in theaters in 2002. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. All right, guys, this time we'll only have one segment, and we're talking about the Hey Arnold movie. This is a 2002 movie that was actually in theaters. It was directed by Tuck Tucker, and uh, Craig Bartlett was both a producer and a writer on the movie, so it, it was in good hands. And in this one, um, Arnold and his friends hear that a man named Sheck, the CEO of Future Tech Industries, is deciding to redevelop the entire neighborhood into a shopping mall. And this obviously upsets them, and they go into a, a whole quest of sorts to sort of save save the neighborhood. That's the overarching plan. We, we, we get into some weird sort of high-tech spy equipment and uh, some strange romantic moments and things that we'll, we'll talk through, but that's the gist. Yeah, this is a pretty uh, contentious film, to say the least. Is that the right word? I'd say polarizing might be better. But it's not even polarizing. I would say, ultimately, I'm glad we took a look at it, you know, because a podcast that does Nicktoons and loves Hey Arnold, it was certainly worth taking a look at, but it, it certainly disappoints. I think that is fair to say. Yeah, I, I think... I, I don't know. It just isn't... It just isn't life-changing. It doesn't really further any of the characters in any real ways. And it, it doesn't have that same charm that we sort of always love about Hey Arnold. And this is coming from probably two of the biggest fans of Hey Arnold currently, I would say. We've, we've been, you know, I'd say giving it maybe less attention recently and giving the limelight to other shows more. But it just, uh, you know... Yeah, no. 
<laughs> it certainly has its moments, and I, I'm glad I watched it. I, I saw it in theaters. I remembered very little. Uh, there were little moments and lines where I was like, oh, I remember that, and it was probably just from the commercial anyway, <laughs> you know? But it's, uh, the, pl the, it, the problem, of course, isn't the characters, it's not the music, it's not even necessarily the, like, dialogue writing. I think all of that was pretty true to the show. No character felt like they weren't themselves, you know? But it was the plot and the way it just completely strays from the typical Hey Arnold sort of... And it doesn't have to be typical Hey Arnold, I guess, to be a movie. Like, for instance, the Rugrats movies are a pretty big departure from the Rugrats everyday sort of adventures. But... I don't know if Hey Arnold was it. Felt it feels like it was they wanted to make a spy movie and then kind of worked Hey Arnold into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I guess it's just that it's, you know, like for Rugrats, the thing that we always love about it is their imagination and their adventures, and it's still that, but like with higher stakes and maybe a little less believable. But it was never like I was never watching Hey Arnold for its high stake moments, you know. Like that's that's not really what I'm in it for. I'm not in it for the action filled excitement i'm in it for sort of just them and their everyday interactions and sort of how that plays out and yeah like there's things where it gets a little funny in there but i feel like this one wanted us to feel like this sort of thrilling excitement and it just never really hit for me yeah me neither and of course we care about the town of hillwood and it's certainly upsetting the concept of, and it, it, there are some very emotional moments of, you know, especially with Mr. Green. We, I think we can start getting into specifics sure, a sure. little bit. Like, Mr. Green is telling Arnold the history of his meat shop and how, you know, he's like, I won't be able to pass it off to my son. And then there's a kind of funny line that he's like, well, my son's a vegetarian, so I wouldn't be able to pass it off to him anyway. But now it's for sure not going to be yeah. <laughs> passed on. And that was <laughs> kind of cute. Yeah, there, there's... There's also a cute moment with, uh, it's Stinky and Sid, right? And they kind of, they've got their hands on the cement of the sidewalk. And they're talking about how, um, it just says, like, Sid and Stink. And they kind of go through this. They were like, oh, yeah, I only got to stink. And then Sid's dad came running up behind us. So we had to sprint away. And it just, it, you feel that nostalgia. You know, you feel that same way. I don't know, like how there's, there's moments in, I feel like most people's neighborhoods that you had where it just you brings you back and then there's this sadness of well I guess you know it's not going to be there anymore um so I feel like I feel like that's when this movie is at its best it's sort of the beginning and the recounting of this neighborhood and what makes it so great and dealing with the ensemble and I, I feel like it does that in the beginning really well yeah and the villain is just so cartoonish and it, well it is a cartoon but you know Hey Arnold is not typically cartoonish. It's, it's pretty confined in reality. He's pretty just one-dimensional, and I feel like he's kind of like what Big Bob is in other contexts, right? But now it's a new guy, and he's more quote-unquote evil and more capitalist. But I feel like we already sort of have seen the the capitalist man with with Big Bob before. So it's I don't know. He just doesn't do much for me. I feel like he's not that interesting of a character. No, he isn't. He does find a way, in similar to what's-her-name in preschool days, Savannah. Uh, the uh, What's his name again, the main villain? Um, had it. I had it. Shaq. Shaq. Yes. 
There we go. He, uh, so Sheck, <laughs> uh, is the Savannah of this, in which, uh, but Big Bob looks like a better guy just because of how gross he is, and we do, we do have some heartwarming redemption moments with Big Bob, which I thought yeah, was interesting. I think we do need to talk about it, though. We, we can't talk about Big Bob in this movie without wondering why they made him look different. His, his hair in the entirety of the series of Hey Arnold is gray, and in the movie, it's brown. And that's not the only thing, but, like, why would you even bother changing his hair color for this movie? Yeah, he just looks better in general. And I don't mean better animation, but, like better as yeah. a person and with he a looks face. like younger it's just sort of strange uh-huh. like it, it, i don't i don't know i just don't know and like arnold is too pale too there there are some strange animation choices with this movie and i get it like um bringing it to the big screen you have to make some adjustments i'm sure but uh some of them didn't read yeah well. and it's just it's just weird um yeah oh speaking not to totally derail but speaking of you know, movies and specials, um, I'm seeing that the Rocco's Modern Life trailer came out for the new special for that, and it looks, it looks pretty interesting, so, I, the, the, watching this movie did make me think about what we're gonna expect from the Jungle, Jungle movie, what we're gonna expect from this Rocco's special coming up, there's an Invader Zim one coming, um, there, we're gonna be a little Nick, to Nicktoon Renaissance, so it'll be fun to see how the Jungle movie improves upon, or corrects things from this movie. And I, I hope it does. I have, you know, cautiously high hopes for that. Um, that's sometime this year, right? All three yeah. are, I want to say. So, looking forward to that. Obviously, we will be discussing it on the show uh, when the time comes. But yeah, I think... I think overall, I think... It's just that... This sort of... It just feels drawn out. You know, like, I feel like this could have made a fine single one-off episode. Maybe even, like, a double-length episode. But it being the full movie length that it is, just comes across as just a little, uh, little too long for... For sure. I would like to talk about Bridget, too. Oh my god, Bridget. <laughs> What's the point of her? So Bridget is basically just a plot device with a name. She has no personality. She, like basically just exists to give Arnold and Gerald spy well, and equipment she's hot, to save the town. Apparently. She's hot, yeah. They're, like, really yeah. into her. And Gerald has her contact info, and it's really poorly explained yeah. how all we get All of a sudden, like, he just, he just, like, rings this doorbell, and then she's like, oh, I'm willing to give you guys all of this high-tech spy equipment, even though you are literal children, but this is fine. Go ahead, break into this corporation. What could go wrong? And yeah. what... And then she comes back at the end, but we never see her anywhere in between. But I don't know about you, Ashley. My favorite entire plot of this movie is Grandma Gertie gets arrested right away. How could it not and be? There's this long extended. There's this, so we check in on, on her periodically, and she's trying to escape from jail, and it's fantastic. It's. Man, it's. She's one of my favorite characters on the show, period. But she really yeah. does. It, she brings life into this movie, I think. And it's clear that she's used to getting thrown in jail for supporting causes, too, because she kind of knows exactly what to do the whole time. Yeah, and also not surprising, right? <laughs> she's she's a wild one, to say the least. 
Yes, and there's some good grandpa moments too, but even his dialogue just seems a little... It's tough because they clearly had to write this movie in a way that, like, you don't have to be familiar with the world and the characters to get into it, and so I feel like we lose a little bit of personality. We lose a little bit of specificity, and there's still some good grandpa moments, obviously, but I don't know. Oh, and the, we need to talk about Eugene's singing as well. Oh my goodness, this... I... This was just great. So so Eugene starts singing, right? And he's just singing about how they're going to save the town and everything. And it's getting all, you know, excited. And maybe two, three lines into it, Arnold is just like, no, no singing. And I was like, that's me. That is me. Anytime the singing starts, you all know how I feel. Yeah, it feels like they did it just for you. They could feel. <laughs> but I... I Genuinely, that's just how I always feel whenever it happens. And I'm like, hey, I am clearly not alone. Right. Oh, and the music was phenomenal. Always is. I would have to tip my hat to Jim Lang. They're really, really excellent. And it doesn't, it's it's theatrical. And it's clearly, they got a bigger budget to, you know, hire, I don't know if it was more musicians or whatever, but the sound quality is better. And the, the composition is just really stunning as always. Yeah, I just absolutely, Jim, Jim Lang kills it every time. I know we say that all the time and we lose it, but it's it's been a long time since I've, you know, since we've watched the show and since I've been able to really get into that, since we've been able to really just dig into that, that exciting jazzy feel that we just do not get from pretty much any other Nicktoon. I would say this flavor of music and that, that stays very much true. We also, this is jumping forward quite a bit, but to end it all off in the credits, we get this fun little remix of the theme song, and it is a jam. It really is. Yeah, these, you always, with Hey Arnold, gotta stay till the end of the credits because there's usually some fun little musical surprises. So one thing that might point to why the movie doesn't quite work is that it was originally going to be a TV movie and they had to adapt it to the big screen and so I think it reads that way. I think it would have been more successful as a TV movie and produced in a different way because and written in a different way. It definitely could have been shorter. It was only an hour 15 but it certainly feels longer than that. Yeah it, it does and I think like I said I think it would have made sense as a TV movie. I think that it it wasn't really prepped to be made into this full screen thing that it was. So, yeah, I, I guess they someone somewhere must have thought this sounds more like a movie. And I get it because it has sort of those action-filled moments that it sounds like it's going to be more exciting. But I think it was the wrong call overall. I think this plot yeah. wasn't made to be the, the main screen movie. And I, I wish the jungle yeah. would have came out back then instead. So it goes. And they were just, it was just bizarre, some of the choices. Like, for example, when Shaq first moves into the neighborhood and puts up this giant menacing billboard that's essentially a countdown to when the neighborhood will be destroyed. Essentially, this whole movie is a, a, a boils down to being about gentrification. And, you know, that's worth exploring for sure, but they don't quite do it right. And there's this giant billboard and it says, you know, 30 days left. And then... Suddenly, there's a time jump after Arnold and Gerald's first plan is thwarted, and they're like, okay, we only have two days now. It's like, well, what happened to those other 28 days? You guys just sit around and twiddle your thumbs? Yeah, like, I think... The time jump is fair. Or you could have just started it. 
at two days. Like, why why was it 30 in the first place? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where... And honestly, I think I think it could have been more interesting if they spent more time focused on... Because again, this is this is why I love Hey Arnold so much is because of the way the neighborhood gets together. Maybe us getting to see different characters interacting in their different ways of trying to save the town that were, you know, valid but didn't work. We we do get to see them have like a block party, and that's like their one attempt. But I, I feel like I don't know, and I maybe you would have ran out of ideas somewhere. But maybe less focus on this sort of spy movie aspect and more on creative ways that each character can kind of you know be themselves and try to save the town doing whatever it is that they do best sort of a deal but yeah totally it's this weird sort of they have to catch him it's like i would have been more interested in a way that like organically saves the town using some positive aspect of the town also, you know because he doesn't understand it Sheck doesn't know their culture and know their way of life and that totally could have been used in an interesting way and instead it just becomes like a spy and thing. i just felt like it was kind of stupid right like how convenient it is that they happen to find out about this tomato incident and they happen to find out that they bought the document and they happen to be there and it happens to be on camera that he burns it. Like, No, the tomato incident thing was a cute anecdote as a way to frame the town, but the fact that it carried into present day was so unbelievable and was my biggest issue with the entire film, that the... The big bad guy at the end, he's essentially saying, you know, ever since that tomato incident, and he clearly still harbors resentment over it, and it's still, like, it just doesn't make sense. That wouldn't happen. Yeah, and if it did, I feel like there would be more than just one document if this was truly a landmark, and there's a lot of strange things going on here that it just, it, yeah. it's a little too unbelievable. And also, I mean, you can't help but wonder, like, so if they didn't have this tomato incident, they just, their town would have been gone, right? If, if, right. if, if yeah, this would... convenient plot device didn't exist, which makes no sense, they they <laughs> literally would have been a mall. So I, I just feel like it would have been better if they pulled together somehow. I don't know. It would have been more emotionally satisfying for me. Um, yeah, so I think we've covered most angles. of the, Oh, we've got the bus driver on. who's got this sort of arc. We, we <laughs> do have to talk about, I think, Helga's... Yes. Okay, of making sure. Yeah, I was I was getting there. Let's, I was let's getting cover there, bus driver first. I'll, I'll agree. Yeah, so the, <laughs> yeah, the bus driver uh, it didn't it the ending is kind of funny, but it, the bus driver annoys me. Okay, so he's got this girlfriend or wife girlfriend, or something I think, I think who left him because who who leaves him because of his broken and because he has yeah, prosthetic, prosthetic leg, leg which, is which is really upsetting. Pretty screwed up honestly. <laughs> So that's sad, but this guy is still a jerk to Arnold and Gerald every opportunity he can. They're also always on an empty bus and always with the same bus driver, which is completely unrealistic as well. And the bus driver doesn't care about saving the town. He doesn't care about anything. He ultimately reveals to Arnold that he was broken up with by his girlfriend. And the only reason he ultimately helps them and takes an alternate route is because he finds out that uh, his girlfriend's neighborhood is in trouble, right? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well now he's going to go out of his way because someone he cares about is going to be affected. And they do get back together at the end, and it is kind of sweet. But also it's like, do you want to date someone who's breaking up with you because you have a prosthetic limb that from the war, right? Wasn't yeah, he that sounds right. That sounds right. Which is pretty screwed up. So that's kind of a mess. So yeah. he, he also, he's like, I will not drive more than 25 miles per hour. And I'm like, that is ridiculously slow in some of the roads that he's going on. Like, there's no way. And, like, if you've ever been on a city bus, you know 
they they have a bit of a lead yeah. foot. <laughs> so, and I guess this is also just like the only bus driver in town, I swear, because they go on what they go on buses like four different times. Yeah, we see him three or four different times and there's never anyone else on the bus. Yeah, it's the whole thing just feels like the whole movie feels like it was constructed around the plot instead of finding an organic way to have things come up naturally instead of the world seeming to revolve around Arnold and Gerald. Because typically, Hey Arnold doesn't do that. They're inconvenienced all the time, but the movie and an, it, disappoints yeah. in that aspect. And they're, they're inconvenienced in real life ways. Whereas this, it's like, oh, they're inconvenienced because they have to get the same crappy bus driver for the fourth time today. Like, right, of course. Of course, this bus driver is exactly where they are all the time. So it goes. Right. Okay, well, now Helga. Hmm, where do we begin here? <laughs> so we, we have this whole deal, right? So she gets sort of some of the inside deets because she's listening to her dad and she overhears things. Um... Which, hold on, real quick, also, just quick sentence, her dad finds out that this one guy's, like, double-crossing him, I don't remember all the details as to what the issue is, but he literally turns into the Hulk, mid-film. That's right, yeah, that is certainly, we would be remiss to not discuss that. <laughs> he just, like, gets, I think it's, like, pickle juice or something, gets in his eyes, turns it red, and he just turns green and is really angry and, like, destroys the guy's life. Doesn't matter. Um, going back to Helga. <laughs> Yeah, but Big Bob's plot is dumb, and so is the the henchman dude who lives in the sketchy apartment. It's like the sketchiest apartment of all time. Yes. Anyways, um, so Helga, yeah, she she hears all this information though through her dad, and she keeps calling Arnold uh, through payphones, and is like, you know, using what what's her name? It's it's uh, it's an Ooh. Helga's like deep voice. There we go. I was going to say I I knew it was oh, another yeah, deep, deep throat, but not deep throat. Yep, it's uh yeah deep toot yeah. from tootie in uh, Epic Catastrophe in Channel Chasers. Chasers. Yes, so yeah. deep voice. Um, she pretends to be, and she you know keeps giving this information, and then she's revealed towards the end, and for no real plausible reason she confesses her love to Arnold and it feels to me completely just made for movie like it it there's no solid build-up it's just it doesn't it just feels out of character she starts just like rambling and starts like throwing herself at him and it's just I don't know yeah, the reveal, I get if, I guess if you're going to have Helga confess her love to Arnold, the time to do it is in a huge motion picture in theaters, but, and it is not out of character the way she confesses to him. It's, of course, the floodgates open and it all comes pouring out. I think what bothers out, me but... more is that it comes pouring out, but then she keeps going, I think is what fell off to me, right? Like, like she keeps right. trying to, like hold him and, like, hold his hand, where I feel like Helga would almost immediately go back and be like, wow, can't believe that all came out, or, like, you know, be more like Helga and not just suddenly turn into this lovey-dovey mess in front of him still. Like, I feel like she'd catch herself, because that's kind of what we see, right? Like, when she confesses it to um, Lila, she, like, goes on this whole rampage, like, I love Arnold, I love Arnold, and then she's like, but if you tell anybody, I will kill you, like... Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, and the way that they sort of get back to stasis at the end, which of course was going to happen, Arnold sort of gives her a clever way to retract it. Like, I think he knows that she meant it, but he's like, you didn't really mean that, right, Helga? And Helga sees her window to go back to normal, and she's like, nope, haha, yep, it was just the pressure of the losing the town and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And Helga essentially saves the town, too. Let's not forget that. I just wish, I wish but, that they would have... I, I wish, like, they would have spent more of the movie together or something to a point that it... I don't know. Not even necessarily that it's mutual, but it's just not this weird awkwardness that it felt like for me, where it was like... Right, no, it's pretty uncomfortable and unsatisfying, yeah. Whereas, really. Like, Arnold never really tells her anything about how he feels about her. He just seems her. confused and uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be love, but he just yeah. avoids it, yeah. Whereas... So that was, that was it's strange. Just, yeah. But uh, it, the parallels of this movie and the Christmas episode are interesting to me, because Helga quietly saves the day from behind the scenes in that one, too. Yeah, but... And you don't gotta defend my Christmas movie. In this one, she... In, in the Christmas movie, she never needs to go to him and i think specifically understands that she doesn't have to and she just has that quiet merry christmas arnold at the very end of the episode watching from outside oh which... man yeah that was so good see that whole episode like five minutes of that episode is better than this whole movie no no offense to anyone who is absolutely involved. <laughs> and i just think i think it does show that it was originally made for tv i think yeah i think that's okay i i don't think it's a disaster. I I don't know that there's no much else for me to say about it. I think I think it does an okay job overall. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I I think the first half is much stronger than the second half when it's still rooted in the town and the characters that we know and love. The moment with Sid and Stinky is so wonderful. Oh my God, wait, we do need to mention Gerald's line real quick. So when they they're thinking about what oh, to yes, name yes. the block party. And he's like, we should name it Block po- or Block Power, and everyone's like, just ignoring him. And he's like, it's a block thing. Y'all wouldn't understand. I love just it. It's so clever. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I, I like that they're willing to sort of go there because very few kids. And it's not a controversial no, thing. No, but it's definitely but, you know to 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 make Gerald ref- reference his own race is I think a great. And choice. honestly, I feel like. Gerald would be the kind of guy that would own that, you know? Oh, for sure. And so props to them for throwing that in there. Just... Yeah, agreed. It's not without its great moments. Because it's Hey Arnold. How could it not be a little bit great? <laughs> all right. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? I think, I think I've wrapped up all my thoughts. No, mine too. I'm anxiously awaiting the Jungle movie. I think it's a chance of redemption. Even though that'll be a TV movie, it's, uh, it'll be the longest Hey Arnold thing besides this movie, so I'm very much looking yeah. forward to it. Not to mention, too, the, the first thing in a very long time for Hey Arnold. Long time coming. So. Yep, yep. All right, with that, I guess it is time for another round of Nick Trivia. All right, it is time for another round of Nick Trivia. Currently, the standings are at Casey with two and me with one. So let's Ooh. see if uh, I can sort of, you know, work my way back. All right, well, Ashley, my question is Avatar The Last Airbender related. I think it's been a while since we've really talked about it. Uh, I'm not sure how encyclopedic your knowledge is of um, this show, but... 
on Avatar The Last Airbender, where do Aang and his friends meet his old pal, King Boomy? Is it A, Ba Sing Se, B, Taku, C, Senlin Village, or D, Omashu? Um, why do I, I should be confident in this one. I'm really bad with names of places, though. The only one I recognize is Bossing Se, but I can't remember for sure if that's specifically. Is Bossing Se? Don't don't answer me, and I'm sure anyone listening is who is a huge Avatar fan is going to be embarrassed of me. Is Bossing Se? Why do I feel like? Why do I feel like that's not it? Can you can you rename the other ones? Bossing Se, Senlin Village. Taku or Omashu? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I guess to clarify too, I've I've seen the show in its entirety once. Um, and oh, really? The, only the once? Only the once. Um, it, it was somewhat recently, but again, names of places I I know for a fact Bossing Say exists. So if they all the, exist. Okay, I was going to say Bossing Say exists, and it's it's a bigger deal because I think that, they're all earth king cities i, I want to say bossing say is the one with the creepy people and the creepy government which is not where boomy is um regardless of whether or not that's a city you know what i'm talking about where do i i mean if you've seen the show yes where the they, only they end up, i'm familiar with is the movie so i'm done with you um i'm Going to go with. Wait, read them off one last time. I'm so sorry. Ba Sing Se, Senlin Village, Taku, and Omashu. I'm going to go with Omashu. Final answer. All right, that is. Correct! Correct! Named nice. after Oma and Shu, <laughs> the Earth Kingdom lovers who die in that cave or whatever. Um, maybe they just got lost in the cave, but. Yeah, he's the king of Omashu, worth okay. all the cool slopes and everything. And, and Ba Sing Se is the one. With the creepy yep. government? Okay. There is no war in Ba Sing Se. That's yes. where they yes. drain your memory. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I figured that's why I remembered it. The other two didn't sound familiar. What, what do the other two do? Uh, Sedlin Village might actually be... Uh, I, I'm not sure. I just looked up a map and, and picked some cities. But they, they were featured. Cool, cool. Well, all right. At the very least, you won't be up by... Uh, more than one at the end of this round, That's and I'm okay true. with that. My question for you is, hey Arnold, the movie related. And my question is, on opening weekend, how much did hey Arnold, the movie bring in from, uh, from its, you know, theater debut here? Did it bring in 2.5 million, 3.4 million, 5.7 million, or 7.6 million. Now, is this 2002 dollars or 2017 dollars? I can only assume this is 2002 dollars. <laughs> Econ Minor Casey has to ask. I feel like that's um, how they record them, and they wouldn't constantly update the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Via, <laughs> Daily, uh, depending on inflation. <laughs> yeah. can, you, so, uh, can you give me all four numbers rounded to the nearest million? Um, rounded to the nearest? Do you want me to round? Okay, so the first one... give me whole numbers. Right. So 
just to clarify though, okay, first one is 2.5 and second one is 3.4. So depending on Got how it. you round okay. things, that Good could be three and three, but. Got it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and say two, high two, low three, <laughs> um, um, low, uh, 5.7, so six and 7.6, so eight. So I guess two, three, six, eight. I'm going to go C, final answer. Correct! All right. That is also correct. It, it got 5.7 million. Good work. <laughs> I've gotten them. So I'm on a streak of like six for seven. Uh, if you go between seasons, that's actually pretty nuts. I'm, I'm glad, killing it. I'm glad that I at least got one right though. So I'm down by one on this. Isn't terrible. I'm, I'm not feeling, you know, the horrible angsty stress quite this early in the season. <laughs> yeah, your logic was solid for Avatar. You know, Bossing Say was not had other leaders. Uh, I forget his name too, but I think the Dai Li were involved with Bossing Yeah, yeah, Say. that's yeah. that's definitely them. All right. Well, you know, I'm still feeling pretty good. 2 for 3 is not terrible. I'm I'm feeling like I'm going to start picking things back up and win the final round, be the Nick Trivia winner for all times. Well, it looks like we're shaping up for another close one. So, <laughs> we'll have to see if you uh Pull it off. Are we thinking, I'm thinking maybe end of the year-ish is when we call yeah, this one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We'll probably do more holiday specials to maybe end it with one of those. Yeah, end of the human year because there's yeah. no more school years anymore. Alrighty. Yikes. Um, with that being said, up next we've got our conclusion with our fun fact Twitter poll and preview for next week. Our fun fact for this week is, I guess, uh, Hey Arnold and a little bit of Asshole by Ginger related, which is that Tress McNeil, the voice actress of Grandma within uh, Hey Arnold, is also the voice actor, uh, I guess, actress for Hoodsie in As Told by Ginger, which I never once, like, would have guessed. I can almost kind of hear it, but wow, voice actors, so talented. She's another one of those powerhouses, been in so many things, but that one specifically just stood out to me. Yeah, that's nuts. I was recently on her Wikipedia page looking up just stuff about Hoodsy for We're In Between, and I totally missed that she's also Grandma Gertie. That's insane. Uh, all right, so our Twitter poll this week is, do you think that the Hey Arnold movie is straight up just bad? Is it okay? Or is it good? Do you really like it? So I am very interested to see where everyone settles on this one. Yeah, and we, we say this every time, but please don't be worried about us judging you for your opinions. I'm really open to hearing it. I mean, me and Casey have disagreed, maybe not often, but we do. So I'm. if you think this movie was fantastic, I'd love to hear why. So truthfully, like seeing how different, you know, media affects people in different ways. Vote with your heart, kids. Yep, and tweet uh, <laughs> us your thoughts, as always, if you would like to elaborate beyond bad, good, and okay. We'd love to hear that. Absolutely. Next week, we will be talking about roller coasters. Uh, this is actually suggested to us uh, via Twitter by Norbert. That's at S Norbert D one So thank you so much, Norbert. He gave us quite a few ideas. I'm sure sometime in the future we'll pick out a couple more of those, but... But right now, we're really excited to do the roller coaster episodes that you suggested. Very pumped. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.